0: So in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about the five things that I want you to know about postpartum loneliness and how to combat them in postpartum. Are you panicking, thinking about bringing your baby home from the hospital? Have you no idea how to change a diaper, nurse a baby, or use a snot sucker? Or do you find yourself constantly fighting over everything with your partner? Welcome to the new mom podcast. The show where we help you find out how to reduce your anxiety, strengthen your relationship, and take care of yourself along with me. So reheat that lukewarm coffee and get ready to enjoy being nap trapped while we find your confidence in postpartum. My goal of this podcast is to embrace the naturopathic principle of docere, which means to teach. I really want you to learn practical advice on how to actually improve your postpartum experience, but this does not replace the use of your own personal physician. Any and all medical advice should be done and taken through the careful and personal decisions of your medical doctor. Can I let you in on the little secret? You're probably spending way too much time preparing for labor and not enough time preparing for postpartum. Postpartum is a zillion times longer, and I want to help you with it. So check out my free training at www.thenewmomnaturopath.com. That's thenewmomnaturopath.com. It's a 40-minute training that helps you prepare for postpartum with confidence. So after you give birth, there's this... I don't even know how to describe it. But this emotional, like, roller coaster ride that you go on after you give birth. And it feels so, um, alarming. It feels alarming. It feels very jarring that you're going to have, that you go from being the center of attention, what everyone cares about. They care about how you're feeling, what's going on, how, um, they care about all the little details. All the little details of your life matter. And then when the baby is separate from you, not only do you have to kind of like figure out what all this separation means for your own emotional state, because this baby was attached to you, like physically attached to you. You provided nutrients, you gave it life, you grew it in your body. And now it's like a separate human being that you need to learn, grow, develop a relationship with. And then all anyone cares about is the baby. There's no like, yeah, sure, physically someone comes and, like, pushes on your uterus and cares so much about whether or not you're going to hemorrhage, but no one cares about your emotional state. Like, people are coming and trying to change diapers, and your husband's trying to catch up on whatever sleep he can, and you're kind of, like, so all alone in this world. And I was coming off of drugs from a c-section and so I had that kind of feeling of uh, the surreal feeling of trying to find my ground and then on top of that feeling like when he would cry I'd be like I have to throw something at my husband to get him to wake up or find where the call button is and figure out how to get help um and feel this emotional like wow I, I have to work now I have to do And you think it's not that bad because the adrenaline is keeping you going and you're kind of uh, awake and alert. So you're doing it, but it's just like this, am I ready for this? Am I okay? And I remember sitting there looking at my son and being so tired I couldn't even think. Like I had a planned C-section, so I got to sleep before (laughs) my C-section. I took a nap before we went in to go um, get the procedure. And I still remember being just so exhausted. Now I had a very exhausting third trimester, so I didn't get rest, and I was in a lot of pain throughout my third trimester, so I never really fully rested. And then postpartum came, and it was this overwhelming situation that I wasn't prepared for, but I'd spent so much time preparing for it. It, It's overwhelming, to say the least. And I want you to know that it's totally normal, first, to not feel like you have support. Even though you have people physically there, you could have so many people physically there. But it's totally normal to just feel this sense of isolation. And I think a lot of it has to do with being physically separated with your child. You spiritually have been growing with that baby, and now they're their own person. And you are beginning the process of postpartum, which is this step the steps that the baby and you go through to separate your identities, which doesn't fully happen until they're in toddlerdom. But it's a it's a very big step. Labor is a huge step in that process. And it's scary to feel that alone. And so the first thing I want you to do is educate yourself. Know that this is a time where not just you will have physical separation. You'll have physical pains, physical aches, new things happening to your body. Your body's going to continue to to morph in a different way than it has had to do through pregnancy. It's going to start to, you know, shrink back down in ways that it should and not shrink in ways that you want it to. And there will be excess, doubly excess skin. And you'll have body image issues that have spanned your entire life. But now, are filled with a body that's stretched and loose and not ideal in our society. And then you'll have this overwhelming feeling of being alone, of feeling like you're the only one that can take care of your child the best, but you are also the have no idea what you're doing. And so you, you want to be there for them. You want to learn as fast as you can. You want to be there as fast as you can. But also you need to know that you need to support yourself just as much as you need to be there for that baby. Your mental, emotional health is super important, and it's really fragile in this first two years after your baby. And yes, I say two years. It's not just the first couple weeks. It's not just the first six months. It's literally your body is going through turmoil. If you want to learn more about that, you can go check out the podcast, What Happens to Your Body During Postpartum. There's so much happening to your body. It is not even... It's not even something you could could grasp in one full episode. Your body is going through metamorphosis, and you've been rebirthed. Rebirth, You're no longer the woman that, that found that pregnancy test. You're no longer the woman that even gave birth to that child, or that had that child that went through labor. You're a completely different woman, and you have to now go through the process of learning who you are and what that means in terms of your family. What are your traditions? What are your... What are your values as a mom, and what do you want your family to look like? And that's a big thing to walk into. And so educate yourself before you get to pre- to labor about how and when you, sh- you want things to happen. What are your values? What do you want as a mom? And know that it's going to change, because as soon as the baby gets here, all the things that you're like, I'm never gonna do, they always change. Um, they always m- morph and grow as you learn what is going to work for you and what is definitely not going to work for you. <laughs> the second thing I will say is that talk to your friends, your family, and um, most specifically your husband or partner about it. This is so important. And saying, like, who's coming over, wh- whoever's going to be in your life, especially in those first six weeks, you have to talk to people about how they can support you in postpartum and say, like, I know you're going to want to meet baby, but I need support such as this. And I want you to look out for such and such signs. Um, I knew my husband, I already was struggling with depression. I was already on antidepressants during my pregnancy. And I knew I would have to tell my husband, hey, if I have such and such behaviors, if I start to isolate, if I don't, if I don't talk to people, if I don't, um if I start crying all the time, or if I don't just I I don't sound like me, I need you to help me. I need you to help me know that it's gonna be that I need to reach out for support. And I need you to do it in a very kind and loving way, not say stuff like you're hormonal or wow, you're in a really bad mood today, or oh my gosh, can you just get over it? All the things that are automatic gut responses to someone who's really suffering with depression. and Not to put anything on my husband. He was amazing and supportive during my postpartum period. Um, and I really did thrive in postpartum. So, but having those conversations beforehand to say, hey, I need support in this because I'm going to feel isolated. And I can't look at myself with a, like, a, an objective lens. I can't give myself... The viewpoint of of not knowing what is going on in my life I just can't so I need someone's help to be able to say like you're not yourself this is not a normal response to being a mother I need I think you need to reach out to someone I think you need to get help and that conversation is hard especially in our society where we look at mental health struggles as a really big negative and going to a counselor is some seen as something that can sometimes be um, really shameful especially in certain cultures. But it's also really important that you get people that you trust. Now, if you have family members that are really against therapy or you have people that in your life that are just very much against talking about mental health issues, don't go to those people. <laughs> go to other people. Have your support system in line. Um, and then I I created a list in my postpartum journey of how to uh, figure out who I was going to call. So it was like, a, I'm going to call... The pediatrician, if something happens with his physical thing, with something physical. I'm going to call my OB or I'm going to call my primary care provider if something happens to me. And then, um, you know, like I'm going to call a lactation consultant if I'm, if there's something wrong with um, breast milk, if there's something wrong with me nursing, or if I'm having trouble with nursing, I'm going to go call um, a lactation consultant. And I had those listed. Um, I had a doula for labor. I had a, And she had amazing resources for me. And then I was able to get a program through Medicaid because I was on Medicaid for my pregnancy because I was in school at the time, so not making any money. Um, That allowed me to get access to a lot of resources. And then I had a list on my fridge of the hospital's uh, postpartum support system. Um, So my hospital system that I went to had a really amazing opportunity that you could um, go to their postpartum mental health suite. They actually had a specific part of their hospital dedicated to all the women that needed help with postpartum and it was amazing. Um, I didn't love their lactation consultants, but I did love the postpartum experience, being able to get support for my own mental health from people that weren't afraid to give medications to someone who was either pregnant or postpartum and able to help me through the process of figuring out how to manage my depression so that I could be there for my son and so that I could get through a really, really difficult pregnancy. The next thing is I want you to create a really, really good space for yourself, whether that means um the bed or the chair and or your rocking chair. Um, but I usually I I've talked about this before, but I created my rocking chair had everything I needed. I had a footrest to raise my legs, I had a um a three-towered uh cart that I could carry around, and that allowed me to have all the breasts. Uh, pump supplies that I could possibly need, which I didn't think I would need really early in postpartum, but we had latch issues. And then I had all of the towels and clothes changes I could possibly need for baby and for me. And then also a ton of high protein nutrient dense sacs. Um, My postpartum, my doula actually provided me with really delicious protein balls and then I had protein bars and snacks that are, you know, like cliff bars and Luna bars. And are they filled with sugar? Do they have bad ingredients? To some people, yes. Were they horrible? To some people, yes. But they were easy, convenient, and they allowed me to feel nourished. They gave me comfort in a time where I really desperately needed support. And I created a space in my home where I could watch TV if I needed to have downtime I could also listen to audiobooks and podcasts. I could learn while I was in a time of a lot of boredom because babies sleep a lot. They sleep a lot. They just don't sleep on the schedule that you want them to sleep, and they don't sleep when you're trying to sleep so you don't get sleep, and then they sleep on you all the time so you can't get anything done. So there's a lot of downtime. It's just not usable downtime, and then it's exhausting because anytime they're awake, they're crying because that's the only way they can communicate with you. So giving yourself the comfort of a place that you want. Other ideas is that you can have a diffuser with essential oils going, usually something that's really calming. I like rose essential oil and clove and then um, I had lavender as well. Those are really calming, really inviting scents um, to have in your house so that I felt like it was in a peaceful place. And then when I wasn't watching TV or listening to podcasts, I had meditation music playing in my house. I usually always have meditation music playing in my house. Because it's coming, and it helps you. Um, And the last thing I will say is that I really, really, really want you to create an action plan for your own mental health in postpartum. And that usually means having a list of three or four people that you're going to call when things get really rough. Be that be a best friend or a um, physician that you want to call if you feel like you're going down the path of postpartum depression or anxiety or just a friend that you're calling, hey, I'm having a really hard day, can I vent? And then lastly, a warm line, a list of warm lines that you can call. So in major cities, a lot of postpartum uh, support systems are in place, and you might be able to look up postpartum warm line. And this is kind of like a suicide hotline, not really for suicide. It's just a, um, a, a line for women that are going through the really difficult parts of postpartum, and they can call and you can just talk to a mom. Usually it's a volunteer of a mom who's just been through what you've been through and they're helping and they've been trained to support you through any of the hard times in postpartum. And they can give you a list of resources in your area if you need to reach out to someone. So that's always something. I have that listed on my freezer uh, all the time so that I could just go there and look if I needed it. I never actually called because I didn't actually need it, but I had all this set up. And then lastly, journal. Write it out. Talk it out. Um, I did a lot of journaling on my notes app in my phone. I literally labeled it "journal." Don't read. Uh, password protected it just for just for giggles. And um, then also there is an app called Easy Voice Recorder. I think it's like ten bucks in the you. I just said YouTube in a podcast in Apple Store in the App Store. And it will record your voice so you get an audio bit of what you just said, but also it'll transcribe it into words and then you can just put that in your journal. So you're actually still getting things out. You're looking and analyzing it and you're seeing it in words. And that really helped me to be able to journal at a time where I didn't. And if you look on, if you're looking on ways to journal, go ahead and check out my podcast titled uh, How to Handle Your Emotions in Pregnancy. I go through Corinne Crabtree's four ends, for analyzing emotions and handling the new thoughts of pregnancy whether they happen to be a rational thought or there's some sort of um, thought that you're just really concerned about it's helpful to go through that and then lastly if you need support and you need help go ahead and reach out to someone who's a mental health professional it's always helpful to reach out I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you have a wonderful weekend Thank you for listening to the New Mom Naturopath podcast. I really hope you learned something and grew during this episode. If you could leave me a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, that'd be so helpful for me. If you have any questions, email me at admin at thenewmomnaturopath.com.